So I'm going to ask you to stand with me, and we're going to dismiss. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that big a change. No, I have something else I want to share with you other than what I had planned, and uh, I, it's, it won't take a long time to get through this, but I want you to get it. I believe that there are people that this applies to, to uh, today in this room. Father, uh, speak to us. Lead us and guide us into your truths today. Uh, give us uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes and open our hearts to that which you have for us. And I thank you that, that people are here today because they want to hear a word from heaven. And so speak through me today and let your will be done. Let the miracle of ministry happen in this place today. And we just set the stage for tomorrow night and Tuesday night. And we thank you for leading us on into a a spiritual journey that would impart things, answer questions, meet needs, set people free, and put us in position for that which you have for us in this new year. And we give you the praise, glory, and honor for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. And uh, I'm going to have you turn to Hebrews chapter 9, and while you're turning there, let me just say that um, uh, there are a lot of things going on in the world today. It's almost like we've lost control, and uh, you never know what's going to happen next. Mostly, mostly it's just been bad news. I'm, I'm not going to try to <laughs> sugarcoat it. There's a lot of things happening uh, that are not the will of God or not in the direction that God would have our country and our world go, but here we are in the midst of it. And so I want to, uh, first of all, tell you that uh, there's no sense in getting angry about what's happening. Uh, there's a lot of division out there, and people are taking sides, and, and uh, a lot of accusations going on. But uh, you know what? Jesus is still Lord, and God's still on the throne. The Bible's still true, and there are some absolutes. And uh, we've got good news, even if the world doesn't have any good news. We've still got good news. In fact, our news is, is just, uh, it really doesn't have any competition anymore. Uh, everything that the world is doing and, and trying to promote seems to, uh, you know, it seems to not, not work. Uh, but if you want to really get set free and you want to be happy and you want your sins forgiven and you want to know God and you want peace in your life, uh, we've got the answer. Well, not many people can say that. Not, nobody can say it truthfully except uh, those that preach the Bible. And um, we should be more and more thrilled with our message as the days go by. We have the real good news. We have the truth. And uh, this stuff really works. Can you say amen? I, I'm excited about all this. I'm writing a book. I've never written a book before. I don't even know what to do with a book once you r- write it. I don't know how to get it printed. Um, I might just put it online or something. I don't know. But, uh, but, but the title of my book is this. The good news is so good, the bad news doesn't matter. How do you like that? Listen, what God has done is so good, it doesn't even matter what's going on day to day in the world. Uh, and I'm going to prove that uh, hopefully this week uh, in our messages. And I, I want you to leave so encouraged that you just can't be unhappy. How many of you believe we ought to be the happiest people in the world? We, we've got something to really be happy about. I heard an evangelist say this years ago. He said the world sings about things that aren't true as if they are. And the church many times things, sings about things that are true as if they weren't. We need to turn that around. 
we're the ones that ought to be happy. We're the ones that have the answers. We're the ones that have the protection, the provision of God. We have a, a covenant with God that, is, that goes beyond uh, governments. It goes beyond what the, the world or the, the nation can do for you or to you. God is our protector. Amen. So uh, I want, hopefully you turn to Hebrews 9. I'm going to read a scripture in Matthew before we get there. In Matthew 121, and it's the announcement that the angel gave to Mary uh, about Mary to the, to the shepherds. And he says, and she, Mary, shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. He'll save his people from their sins. Now, I don't know what all the politicians are talking about right now uh, or the world leaders for that matter, what they're debating or what they're, you know, I mean, I could go through a list, but you know what? Nobody's talked about forgiveness of sins. And how many of you know that's the real problem? The root of the problems in this world is sin. It all, it all started when Adam sinned and it spread to everyone. And sin is really the, the, the problem, the, the root problem. And uh, our politicians and scientists and doctors and everybody's trying to solve all kinds of problems. And there are problems. But, but who's talking about the sin problem? In fact, in this day and time, you can't even, you can't even identify sin because it might offend someone. You have to be so politically correct anymore, you can't tell the truth to people. And being politically correct is just simply lying to people and making them feel good about their, 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 their condition. But, but really, the Bible has called us to preach the truth to people and make them maybe uncomfortable so they can change, do something about it. I didn't come here to condemn you today. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. And if you can't even identify sin, it's hard to know that you need a Savior, isn't it? I think one of the biggest problems today is that the impression's being given that it doesn't really matter what you do. That everybody can just do whatever they want. Uh, that would be all right if there wasn't a God in heaven who has made certain standards applicable. In fact, a lot of the things that people say and do would be fine if there wasn't a hell. Are you with me? And I know that's not politically correct. Everybody wants to talk about heaven nowadays, but nobody wants to talk about hell, but there really is a hell, and that's what's so crucial about what we do. We don't want anybody to go there. And there's no reason for anyone to go because Jesus has paid the price so that every human being can go to heaven. Isn't that good news? He is God's answer to the sin problem. And sin is a problem for every person. So if you're a Christian today, I have a message for you. If you're not a Christian, I still have a message for you. Jesus forgives sin. In fact, God took forgiveness seriously. It is a big deal to God. Your forgiveness is a big deal to God. And what I want to do today in the few minutes that we have is I want to impress upon you the importance of accepting forgiveness. You've got to deal with the forgiveness issue. You have to. You have to understand that Jesus paid the price and you didn't and you can't. But forgiveness is real just the same. 
And if you're not used to accepting something you didn't pay for, you better get used to it because you'll never be able to pay for forgiveness. You'll never be able to pay the penalty for your sins. But Jesus did and he's done it for you and he's very, very serious about it. Let me just say this. Either Jesus forgave you of all your sins if you're a Christian or he didn't forgive you of any. In Hebrews 9, verse 12, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all. Everybody say once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Verse 13, if the blood of bulls and goats and the sprinkling uh, the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. And he's just comparing what Jesus did to the sacrifices of the Old Testament. And he's saying if, if the blood of animals had any effect at all, then verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? If the blood of animals was, was worth anything, then how much more should the blood of Jesus be worth when it comes to your redemption? Go on to Hebrews 9 and verse uh, 27. It says, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. So Christ was offered once, everybody say once, to bear the sins of many. So he says one or once in these two chapters, Hebrews 9 and 10, over and over and over and over again. In fact, go on to chapter 10 and verse 10. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Verse 12 of Hebrews 10. This man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Verse 14, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. This point is made over and over and over because, listen... What Jesus did, he only had to do once. What Jesus did, worked. What the blood of animals did, didn't work. It covered sins, but it had to be done over and over again. But what Jesus did, he did once. Everybody say this, once for everybody, forever. Jesus took care of the sin problem by one sacrifice, which he made for everybody, which was good forever. And if you're a Christian today, you have received the benefits of his blood, of what he did for you. And his work was successful. When he ascended to heaven, the Bible says he sat down at the right hand of God. He sat down because he was finished. He sat down because the work was done. He sat down because your sins are forgiven. He sat down because nothing else needed to happen. He sat down because he was completed. He didn't fall down and, and he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't just resting. He finished his work and his work was to forgive you, to redeem you, to wash away your sins. And 
his blood was enough to pay the penalty for your sins. And I think Christians need to be told that. We live in a polluted world. We live in a sinful world. You can feel dirty just walking through the world without even saying anything. But if you get involved in real life, you can really get to where you feel like, you know, I just need a spiritual bath. I just feel dirty. I feel like I've been polluted. And you have. The world is a filthy place to live. But this is where we are. But thank God the blood of Jesus is enough. He said, how much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience to serve the living God? Jesus' blood was shed to forgive you of your sins. He came to save his people from their sins. He came to offer repentance and forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness is a real doctrine in the church. It's a real force in the earth. And it really works. He only did it one time. Because when he went, he died, the Bible says. And he ascended to heaven and took his blood into the Holy of Holies where God is. And he presented his blood as the payment for our sins. And his blood was enough. I'm, I, try, I was going to try to teach this, but you can't teach it. You have to preach it. His blood was enough. You see, you see, well, why are you talking about this? We're Christians because Christians go around with a guilty conscience. Christians go around and allow past mistakes to haunt them and to limit them. And I'm going to tell you, you need to apply the blood of Jesus. You need to allow the blood to wash away the guilt of your past. It can wash away the stain of sin on your conscience. I don't want to go back to the verse in Hebrews 9, but it says, How much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience from dead works? Did you know that when you make mistakes and you have failures in your past, that it can leave a stain on your conscience? It can leave a little tinge of guilt in your, in your spirit. And that can affect your faith. That can affect your confidence. That can affect your witness. And we need to get rid of it. Either the blood of Jesus was enough or it wasn't. Either it wipes the sin away or it doesn't. No use in you continuing to beat yourself up over past mistakes. I'm telling you, let the blood of Jesus pay the price and move on. I know that's hard for some of you to do. You're used to paying your own debts. You're used to paying your own way. You're used to getting what you deserve and you demand that from other people but when it comes to sin and forgiveness you got to move into a whole new kingdom into a whole new realm and a whole new, new new dimension and you have to accept his payment for your penalty and you've got to do it as a little child and the sooner the better the sooner the better some people are able to accept Jesus forgiveness for big sins but they hold the little ones against themselves some people are able to accept Jesus forgiveness for the little sins but the big ones they never forget and when they go to God or they come to church or they really get serious with the things of God those big mistakes rear their ugly head and condemn and accuse I'm telling you either he forgave you of all your sins or he hasn't forgiven you of any we might as well get on with the program we might as well accept it and move on. Some people will accept Jesus' forgiveness for sins before they were born again in the past life, things that they did when they were sinners. They can accept Jesus' forgiveness for that. 
but they can't accept his forgiveness for things they did after they became a Christian, after they became knowledgeable, when they knew better. And they'll tell you things like, well, I I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. Yeah, but it was wrong. Yes, and and it, it hurt me. Yes, it hurt the Lord. Yes, and it hurt other people. Yeah, you're describing sin perfectly. That's exactly what sin is. And that's exactly what Jesus came to forgive you of. And nobody can make you accept forgiveness. Nobody can put this on you. Nobody can force you to accept it. I'm telling you, you need to get into Hebrews 9 and 10 and read these scriptures and apply the blood to your past life and accept forgiveness and move on with your life. The enemy wants to beat you up with the memories of the past and the Lord don't even remember them. He can't even remember. He doesn't know what you're talking about. And if he's going to forgive you, then you ought to accept it. Hebrews 10, verse 14. For by one offering, everybody say one. You know why he says one, 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 once? You know why? Because once was enough. We are in no way trying to diminish your actions or say that what you did wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it was bad. And did you know that your past mistakes are enough to send you to hell forever? I mean, let's just be honest about it. Yeah, you are guilty. I mean, you did those things and it was wrong and there's a debt to pay and really we all should be banished from the presence of God and we ought to all be uh, condemned forever. How many of you understand that that's really where humanity is? Yeah, it was, it was wrong. Yes, your sins were, 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 were terrible and you shouldn't have done it. But that's why we have a Savior. We can't mix our works with his works. We've got to let Jesus be Jesus. Let him be the savior. Let him pay the penalty and accept it and move on because we've got other things to do and guilt and condemnation is not helpful. It's not going to propel you into the next phase. Listen, we need to stand out in the world in the days to come and give a powerful witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to go into the presence of God and take care of business and pray big prayers. And you can't do that if you're condemned. You can't do that with a sense of guilt and condemnation. You got to apply the blood and say, yeah, I know those things were done, but I accept what Jesus did for me. And if he paid the debt, then I don't have to pay it. It's either paid or it's not paid. We're in no way diminishing the evil and the guilt that you should endure. But what we are doing is we're exalting the blood that was shed for you. You see the difference? Now the world, there's a spirit in the world today that's frightening. It really is frightening. They want to give the impression that it really doesn't matter what you do. Yes, it does. And if you're a Christian, you you don't want to continue on. So it does matter what you do. But Jesus' blood is more valuable 
and more powerful. And it was able to pay the penalty that you were not able to pay. We've got to take forgiveness seriously. Because I'm telling you, the church could be, could be limited with old thinking and old guilt that Jesus has completely removed from our lives. Let, let's just read on here and then I'll make some more comments. Verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Well, that's just simply the new birth. He's going to put his spirit, his nature in us. That's, that's powerful. Verse 17 says, then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Everybody say no more. If God's not going to remember it, then I don't want to remember it. What, what, who would go to a court, uh, who would go to court, stand before a judge and the judge says, you know what, I acquit you, I'm throwing your case out, you're, you're acquitted, case dismissed. And who would stand there and argue with that judge? But judge, you know, I really did do it. I mean, I, I really was guilty. I mean, I probably ought to pay something. You know, I probably ought to, I mean, I can't believe you just let me walk out. No, you're either guilty or you're not. There's no in between. You don't add to what he did. You accept his forgiveness. You accept his blood. You accept the offering that God accepted. You agree with God on the subject and you put to, fl- uh, you, you, you put to flight these feelings of guilt that, that, are, that, that hang around and condemn. Listen, if the devil can't keep you from getting saved, then he's going to try to condemn you and neutralize your effect. We are not perfect. We're forgiven. We, 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 we do have a past, but it's been washed away by the blood of Jesus. How many of you could accept that? The danger is in first, well, let me, let me get there. In first John, and then we're going to apply this. Are you ready to apply it? First John chapter three, verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. You know, and that's the key right there. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. It's possible for your heart to condemn you and God not. But if, you, if, you, if your heart does not condemn you, you have confidence. In other words, he said just before this, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. So it's possible for a Christian person to be forgiven of all their sins and yet personally hold their sins against them. And what happens is it robs your confidence toward God. So if the devil can't keep you from getting saved, then he wants to make you live a life of condemnation. And we've, we've, we've hopefully moved on from that. And when we, we understand that we're new creations, that old things have passed away and all things have become new, but you need to go ahead and apply forgiveness to the recent past. I believe God's getting us ready to be an army of believers that are going to touch the world and speak and have a a word in season and be the answer to the problems. And you need to be free from condemnation of every kind. Jesus paid the price. 
and your heart does not have to condemn you. Let it go. Accept his forgiveness. Back to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 18. Well, verse 17, he says, their sins and their lawless deeds, I'll remember no more. Well, if he's not going to remember them, then we shouldn't. If he's not going to remember them, then don't remind him every time you pray. And here's the problem. Look at the next verse, verse 18. Now, where there is remission of these, of remission of what? Sin, where it's been forgiven, it's been washed away, there is no longer an offering for sin. You can't add to what he did. Are you with me? There's no way that you can help pay the price. Not, all the tears in the world are not going to pay the price for your sins. All the regret, all the grieving, the personal punishment, whatever you would heap upon yourself is not going to, to change the balance. You didn't have what it took to pay for sin. And you still don't. He did. You have to understand that Jesus' blood was such a holy thing, such a valuable commodity, that when he offered it to God, it was more than enough to pay the price for the sins of the world. Once for all people forevermore. And he says here, there's no longer an offering for sin. What does that mean? The sin problem has been solved. The penalty has been paid. One price for all people forever. He says that over and over again, and I want you to get it. He did it for you. It's over. Now, I haven't talked to pastor about this, but I think he's going to take me to lunch today. He may be waiting to see how I do. We might, we might just get a sandwich at Subway. I don't, you know, it just depends. But in the past, he has done this. He has taken me to places and purchased the how many of you know most of the time the places you go uh, to eat, to somebody takes you to eat, it's not a reflection on you, it's a reflection on them. In other words, your pastor always overfeeds me. Um, they take you to nice places and, and, and you eat. And, and, and In fact, we ate last night and he paid the bill. And the, the, the server says, who, you know, who, do we split the check? He goes, no, no, I'll pay the check. So he paid the check. Now, it would have been wrong for me to have said, oh, no, no, uh, after the check was paid, she brought it back, it's over. It would be wrong for me to say, where do I pay? And she would say, well, it's already paid. Well, no, I, I want to pay. I don't eat without paying. I, I ate and I want to pay. Well, no, the bill's already paid. Uh, well, can I add my money to his money and, and double pay? No, you can't. It's paid. That bill's paid. It's got paid on it and it's history. You can't redo it. You can't undo it. You can give a tip, but we're not talking about tips. We're talking about payment. As far as the payment goes, the books are closed. The, it's, it's a done deal. It's in the past and you can't repay. It's already paid. Now, I might pay for the next one, but you can't pay for that one. It's already paid for. 
There's no use in me trying to repay what he's already paid. It's done. Are you getting this? At the same time, it would have been improper for me to fall off my chair in the floor and say, Pastor, I'm not worthy. I can't believe that you did this for me. How, would you, how can I leave this place with my head up? I mean, I ate and you paid. I can't believe it. I, I'm not worthy of such kindness. And, and, I just, and if I had just held on to his feet and, 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 and told him how unworthy I was for this act of kindness and how I'd like to repay him somehow, you know, it would have been an embarrassing sight, wouldn't it? To have a grown man in the floor crying and weeping at the feet of another man he would have been embarrassed wouldn't he he'd have said you know what just, just can you just get out of the floor you're making a scene and i didn't do that i'm just let you know i didn't, I didn't do that i mean it wasn't that good no it was it really no it was good <laughs> i didn't do that but you know what would be proper would be if we both get up at the end of the meal and I say thank you and I did thank you for that meal that was very good and 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 I'm I'm so grateful that you paid for it that was an act of kindness and I appreciate it and then walk out and get on with life we got more to do than to roll around in a restaurant floor and talk about how much somebody else did and how I'm not worthy of it and how I need to redo it and how I'd like to redo it and ask them again every time I come in, are you sure I can't pay that bill? Are you sure? Would you look at it again? Just look at it. Look at all I ate. Can you look at what I ate? And I even, at the end of it, I ordered a Coke on top of all the other. I ordered a Coke and and, and then they added that on and it was expensive. I could have gotten one out of the machine. It would have been so much cheaper. But I got the fountain Coke. It was so sweet. But it was so expensive. It's probably almost $4. No, no Coke is worth $4. And I got the Coke. Could you at least let me pay for the Coke? Sir, that was last night. No, you, it was paid for. But I, I just can't. I just, and every time I go back in there, if I did the same thing, what a waste of effort. What a waste of emotion. I got a life to live. I got to be here preaching the gospel. I don't have time to spend just, just, just going over and over and over the past. Just accept it. Thank him for it. Get up and walk out. We've got things to do. There's a world out there to reach. Jesus was serious about your redemption and he forgave you of your sins. There's no way you could have done it for yourself. But he didn't ask you to. He said, I did it for you. Remember that. Didn't he say, remember it? That's what communion's all about. Remember, I shed my blood for you. Remember it. Be thankful for it. But I did it not so you could grovel the rest of your life, but so you could do something positive for God, positive for your family, positive for your church and for your world. And you're gonna need this. Listen, you're gonna need it. Let's apply the blood today. Romans 8, 24, 25. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God that justified. Who is he that condemns you? Who is it? You have condemnation in your life? You have guilt? You have regrets? Who did that? Who's putting those thoughts in your mind? It's Jesus who died for you and ever lives to make intercession for you. In other words, what that's saying is, I don't know where all this guilt and condemnation in your life's coming from, but it's not coming from God and it's not coming from the Lord Jesus Christ. And any other source is invalid. 
Does it matter? If God says you're forgiven, if Jesus says you're forgiven and he's interceding for you and they have a life for you to live and a job for you to do, does it really matter what anybody else says? I'll tell you where that condemnation's coming from. It's coming from the devil. It comes sometimes from your family. Sometimes they can be the most hard. I remember what you did on you going down to that church and that all oh, religious. You, we know. We know what you did. We know who you are. You're not fooling us. It could come from your friends. It could come from your enemies. Condemnation could come from your own mind. But none of those things is a higher authority than God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, accept forgiveness and let's get on with this thing. Let it go. Let it go. Quit allowing the devil to use your past mistakes to hold you back. I'm not diminishing what you did. You shouldn't have done it. Shame on you. But there's nothing you can do about it now except to receive his forgiveness. Are you big enough to do that? Are you humble enough to do it? You know the fact is some people are just too proud to totally accept all that Jesus has for them. Get over that. Just take it. Would you stand with me? Bow your heads, please. I wasn't even going to, uh, you know, I really wasn't going to go this direction, but it's so important. Jesus is serious about forgiveness. Jesus is serious about your future. He paid a high price so that you could move forward. Wow, we've got so much more to do this week. But, but I felt it was right to start right here. Let's get rid of the strings that are holding us back from the past. Let's get rid of those today. Then let's move on in the next two nights into the future. Father, I pray for these right now. I see what you're saying. I, I believe that this message is for people in this room.